It puts a new perspective in front of you when you take a moment and realize what other people are going through. You know, it's easy to, to call other people stupid or, or ridiculous or the fact that they've got no logic. They're just not smart people, right? That's what we'll say. When we run into people that don't agree with us, people that we can't see their perspective. And here's what's interesting. We all have someone like that in our life. By the way, this is the Edgy Conversations podcast. I'm Dan Walshmitt. Uh, as you know, it's a podcast all about radical help for people who want it. Some of you, um, you tell me you're, you listen to the podcast when you're working out in the morning, or some of you say, hey, when I drive to work, or when I drive home from work. And uh, so right now, I want to give you a little exercise, a little role play, let's say, for example, where I want you to think about that one person. You, you know they're there. Maybe it's a person at your church, even like you believe in the same creator, but you're like... You got some, you got some funky business going up, you know, on between those ears. You just, you can't seem to get along with them, right? It kind of blows your mind. Now, what's funny when Facebook first came out and said, what are your, I think one of the questions they ask in your profile is like, what's your, what's your politic politics or something like that. And, and, uh, you know, you can put conservative Republican and I put left of right. So, uh, I don't fit into a category, even though I come from a very conservative family. And some of you may know what this is like, but if you have a very conservative, conservative, conservative family, then, you know, around Christmas and holidays and things like this. And, and my parents are awesome, but they're, they're, they're way more right of my position than I am. And so I, I kind of have a mixed bag. I think this one thing is cool and this one thing is not cool. And I combine them together. I don't, I don't want to pay lots of taxes. So I'm very conservative when it comes to spending money. I think, you know, you shouldn't waste money, whether you're the government, whether you're an individual, whether you're a company, right? So there's an example of something I'm super conservative about. Uh, on the other hand, I, I don't really, I have a problem telling people how to make decisions in their life. Uh, and I think some people have to make choices for themselves. So even choices we may not agree with. Again, not trying to push my, my political views on you or, or, or uh, thinking on you at all. I, I'm, I'm giving you this little framework to then tell you the point of what I'm saying. So uh, it used to be when over Thanksgiving or Christmas, you'd get into these discussions where it's like, boom, you know, I, how could you how could you agree with that person? And how, how could you go along with this? And especially, goodness gracious, think about politics today. It's crazy. It's all over the map. It's, it's just bananas where people are and their, and their ideology. And I guess for me, a big part of my thinking has always been that, um, you know, I, I don't fit necessarily into a single box, but this isn't about boxes or political views. It's about empathy. See, here's what I realized is that we try to take what we know and the people that we know and squeeze them and their opinions into boxes that we can compartmentalize, we can categorize. We'll say, oh, someone is a, a religious person. Oh, you must not be religious because I, you did something I don't like. Or this person must be smart because they went to college. You didn't go to college, so you must not be smart. I mean, by, by the way, those are just two, two red herring issues. There are many, many more issues that are out there. Oh, you're, you know, you're, you listen to that TV channel, so you must be, you know, a, a, an asshole, right? Because, because you must agree with everything that they say. And, and God, one thing you realize when you get to know people is that most of us are a little more complex than that. 
It's interesting when you grab someone who, I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with someone that maybe you don't like. I think that's the most stark uh, way to find empathy is to have a conversation with someone who you are like, oh my God, this guy's such a, a douche. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like guy who's like full of crap. You're like, you're, you think the worst in them. And then you spend a few minutes getting to know them. And all of a sudden, you leave feeling a little bit guilty. Have you done that before? I have. <laughs> I still do it. And I walk away going, Dan, when are you going to learn that it's not one thing and people are complex and that it's not all about you, right? And your opinions and that it, it requires more than just broad labels and empty boxes to get to figure out what people are all about. I think this idea of empathy is one that we often don't pay enough attention to. Really putting yourself in the shoes of somebody else. Now, I, uh, I'm i 39, just turned 39. I didn't spend much of almost four decades of my life thinking about empathy. In fact, it's probably been a relatively new concept over the last few years. To be candid with you, I, I, I don't know that I go around thinking much about empathy. I It's not something that I'm overtly focused on. But every once in a while, and perhaps I need to do it more. When I get in a pinch, when I get stuck, when I feel like, mm, why isn't this working out? I go back to this idea of getting inside that other person's head. And the only way to do that is by empathizing with their thoughts and positions and values. Now, my oldest son um, is, uh, I, I don't know that he's on the Asperger spectrum. I used to say that, but I don't think it is the case anymore. He's somewhere along those lines. Um, we, we had him tested a bunch and it was kind of inconclusive. Uh, super brilliant kid, but when he thinks about something, he'll stand in the corner and just flap his hands. Be like, you know, blowing a little bit of air and flapping his hands, almost like a, a little bird flapping. And, he, you know, it doesn't matter if he's in the mall, he'll do it. If he's in school, he'll do it. He kind of just, he's thinking and he's flapping his arms and standing there. So we're like, as parents, what is going on? Like, what's happening, right? Uh, what What is this? Um, you know, how does all this go together? Uh, and what's interesting is that you learn a lot about the brain just from all of the recent kind of studies around Asperger's and autism and all this spectrum that's been going on. So let me dumb it down for you really quickly. And then if you're a brain scientist and listening to me, please don't correct me because I know I'm probably going to be off somewhere, right? By one or two or 10 or 50%, right? But, but essentially, here's what we know about autism is that the, the pathways that connect uh, to empathy are, are often shut down. So if you, and I wrote about this in a, a couple chapters in my book, and we had two neuroscientists on our team, so it wasn't me just doing this, it was, it was kind of a grand poobah of, of people all working together on this. But what we know is that when you, when you uh, for, for example, let, let me give you an example. If you're in the park and you see a mom kind of walking around frantically, looking left, looking right, looking left, looking right, What's going on? Tell me what's happening. Well, she's looking for a kid, right? She, who Who is hidden somewhere, playing somewhere, and is missing. She's looking for a kid. If you look out, uh, you're on the street, and you see across the street a lady holding a baby, uh, looking at it, and going, goo, 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 goo. What's going on? What's going on? 
a mom is loving on her daughter or her child, baby. And you can feel the emotions of both of those. So for example, you can feel the desperation of a mom who loses her kid for 20 seconds, right? Oh no, where is he? Oh, there he is on a slide across the way. I got him. Or you can feel the love of holding that baby and seeing that baby just love you back and do goo-goos right back at you, right? You can feel that. You, you know right now you're listening to me describe it and you have some of those emotions, those emotions work whether it's rage, whether it's frustration, whether it's confusion, fear, love, panic, paranoia, right? The, all those emotions are universal. Now, what we know from the Asperger spectrum, autism spectrum, is that uh, the pathways that allow someone to understand what love is are just missing. So for example, a person with autism might look at that uh, mom who is looking left and right and left and right and has clearly a panicked look on her face and go, oh, well, she's looking for a squirrel or she's just looking around and moving quickly or maybe she wants to run away from kidnappers. Or You'll find very logical, perfectly reasonable explanations that most people would go, huh? She's looking for her kid. What do you mean? Or if you were, if that person with autism were to see a mom going, goo, 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 he might say, well, what is she doing? Why isn't she speaking English, right? What is that? That's crazy. She's crazy. No, she's, she's, she's talking baby, uh, baby love to her a little child, right? It's just pure love, pure magic in that conversation. It's not words, it's sounds, but it's pure love. And so sometimes this, th- these emotions don't connect. And so you have this very kind of rigid sort of like, a perfectly logical, almost like a computer system where it's like A plus B equals C, A plus B equals C, and there's no room for color or pizzazz or anything else that's missing. So anyways, we learned this in trying to work with our son, trying to figure out where he was on the spectrum and if he was on the spectrum and why he was flapping when he was thinking and, and all of this. And, and, and so, okay, so what's the point of this? I'm telling you stories. I'm weaving all this together. The thing I I find so interesting in a lot of our lives is that we have this magic of empathy where it allows us to get inside the mind of someone else, to really decode everything that's happening in their life and, and, and bring it into a perspective that's just completely magical. And, and we don't take advantage of it. I mean, when was the last time when someone got mad at you and lashed out at you that you said, hey, what's going on in your life? How can I help you? Not saying, oh, that person is just a horrible friend or they don't get it. They never get it. This is ridiculous. This is crazy. This is horrible. When was the last time that you were able to connect the dots together in a way that was meaningful and magical rather than putting together a solution that was the opposite. I'm telling you, it sounds, it, you might be listening to this going, huh, Dan, you spent 11 minutes and 25 seconds telling me that I need to have empathy for other people. But here's the power of it. What about empathizing with your boss? You think being the boss is easy? What about all those calls he has to make? And what about the fact that he's got to look good upstream while still managing downstream to you? And what about the fact that he, you know, he's worked really hard to get to that position probably, And now 
He's got probably completely unrealistic expectations on his day, completely. And he's got a family he's trying to keep a hold of, and he's got a boss and management and a board of directors and all these people who are telling him what to do and what he should do and forcing him to be accountable for your actions. So he has to inspire you while still staying inspired himself. Wow. You think you have it tough? And what about your partner? You know, it's easy to go to work and forget that your partner might have to make seven trips back and forth throughout the day to make sure everyone gets what they need. Maybe it's you know, getting to a practice. Maybe it's getting to uh, a school event. Maybe it's getting to school itself. What about all of that? And if it's not school, maybe it's the fact that they're working and they're working two jobs or they're, they're having to put up with their own crap at the office. And you're so full of your own frustration and panic and chaos that it's hard for you to decouple that, right? It's hard for you to pull away from that and say, here's what I need. What I need is to be empathetic to you. That's what, that's the value in that. Now, just by speaking about this, um, you probably get the sense that I'm not good at this. And you would be correct. Because empathy is something that I... I need to work on. It's I know it's a problem in my life and because often I'm driven and robot-like in my kind of zest for getting out there and crushing it, I don't often um, stop and say, what could I do for somebody else? But it's become more of a habit for me. It's become more of a of something that when I, I I see the pieces, and maybe this is you, if you look around and you see all the pieces of the puzzle, but half of them are on the floor and the other half are on the table, some are upside down, some are still in the box. You got Like I got all the pieces, but it's not fitting all together. And I believe, here's my theory. So 13, 14 minutes to come to one final minute of theory. I believe empathy, empathy is that thing that ties it all together. It's, it's embracing what you want. Might be millions of dollars, might be happiness, might be great sex. I don't know what it is for you. It might just there's there's lots of things we want. And by the way, it might be all of those things at at the same time, right? It's it's taking those things that we value and cherish and and understanding that's the every other person you interact with today, right now, has hopes and dreams and ambitions as well. And on top of that is going through something so frustrating right now, they're embarrassed to share it with you. Can I say that again? They're going through something so horrific, they're embarrassed to even say it out loud to you. They're in complete survival mode in one part of their life or another. And so here's my challenge. It is to embrace what makes us different it is to be aware that whether you hate that person, respect that person, or can even stand to like that person, right? Understanding that they are wired the exact same way as you. And you might be a superstar who follows up on their dreams and they might be a loser who doesn't, or it may appear that way. It may appear that way, but it's empathy that allows us to come together. So if you're trying to close a deal, be empathetic. If you're trying to lead your team, be empathetic. If you're trying to get a raise, be empathetic. If you're looking for that job, imagine what that recruiter's going through. Be empathetic. Whatever you're doing, 
figure out how empathy can tie together what you want so desperately for yourself alongside what that other person you can imagine desires for themselves as well. Hey guys, Dan Walshman here again. Of course, obviously, I'm the one who started this show. I you didn't hear anybody switching, so you know it's me again. But I just want to say, listen, if you're not part of the edgy empire of awesomeness, then, well, by golly, go over there and, and join us on our Facebook group. Our public profile page, danwalshman.com, um, just passed, ding, 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 one million likes. How cool is that? It's a big milestone for us. And while we're not into counting numbers um, too much, I do think sometimes we're all working so hard we don't stop and celebrate. So 1 million likes in the bag. How cool is that? We've been working uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks on that. And so it's exciting. I wanted to share that joy with you uh, that we have over here. Meanwhile, we're grinding on it because our goal is to have 10,000 awesome people in a group committed, motivated, and driving towards massive success. If that's you, come engage. Invite a couple friends. We're going to have some amazing amazing new uh, content in that group here shortly. Meanwhile, come back again. We're gonna have another episode uh, here at the Edgy Conversations podcast. And I hope you take this week and you just crush it. Okay. Stay edgy guys. Be awesome.